Cloud Talk Live. I'm your host, Jeff Deverter. Now here at Cloud Talk, we strive to help decode the ever-changing world of technology to help you apply it to your business so that hopefully you'll have one more tool in your arsenal to help you improve your business and those around you. Now this recording is from our Cloud Talk Live event, which happens almost every Tuesday and Thursday at 8.30 a.m. Central Time on the Rackspace LinkedIn, YouTube, and Twitter accounts. Be sure to come and watch us there and join the conversation live with us in real time. Your participation helps drive the conversation. Now, let's get on with today's show. Well, hey, everybody. Good morning on a Tuesday morning and uh, coming to you from a very early Los Angeles. It's really making me rethink our start time, folks. Well, welcome to Cloud Talk Live, everyone. My name is Jeff Deverter, Chief Technology Evangelist for us here at Rackspace Technology. And, you know, I, I'm on the road. I've got some lights. I've got the fancy camera. I don't have a lot of the overlays and the sound effects, but we're gonna we're gonna power through this thing. So we're gonna you know all the rules. I'd love for you to introduce yourselves. This is not just uh, uh, my guest and I, Robert and I, talking to you. It's we want to engage you in the conversation. The only way we can do that is if you introduce yourself. Tell us who you are. Tell us where you are. Uh, put it right down there in the comments of whatever platform you're watching us on: LinkedIn, YouTube, the Twitters, or X, or whatever we call it these days. It's hard to keep up. And, uh, and so uh, also uh, this audio, the audio from this event will be available in the podcast stream. The only way you can get that, of course, is to subscribe to the podcast Cloud Talk. It's found anywhere uh, the, the podcast can be found. So check it on out. And, uh, and also, every Thursday now, we have brand new content coming out. In fact, this week, it's an interview that I did with Brian Lilly. Now, Brian is the president of Private Cloud Technologies here at Rackspace and in a, quite an accomplished individual. I think you will really enjoy that conversation. All right. Um, oh, yes, Susan, we do miss Rob Lejess. We'll talk about, talk about Rob for uh, just a few minutes when, when Mr. Scoble joins us here. Welcome from Mumbai. We're glad that you're here. Chicago is here. Welcome, Tony. Glad that you have joined. And uh, uh, oh, Texas, of course, Texas has to show up. I wonder if anybody from California is going to be here other than Robert and I, because it is ridiculously early. Uh, all right, who else do we have here? Fathom Realty in San Antonio, welcome. I love that. Julie is here. Julie, glad that you're here from Dublin. Are you working today or are you on vacation? All right, enough of me chit-chattering. Everyone, welcome. So glad that everyone is here. Join in, say hi to Robert Scoble. He is somebody that I have known for a good long time. Followed him, of course, before he became a racker, was very aware of who Robert was. And, uh, but then he became a racker and that's where we really got to know each other. So Daniel, let's bring old Robert up on stage here and, uh, and we'll begin our, our chat. We're going to get into all kinds of stuff here today. Robert, welcome. You've been up for minutes. <laughs> I've been up for, <laughs> get up fast, right? Get <laughs> up earlier than I usually. All good, man. Hey, it's so glad to see you. I'm so glad that you're here. Thank you for being a part of the program here today. Thank you. Thanks for having me on. Absolutely, Robert. You know, you and I spent a fair amount of time together when you were over with us at Rackspace. And of course, Susan Price, you saw the comment maybe stream by really quickly on, on the side there that, uh, you know, makes her think of our good friend, Rob Lejess. It was, yeah. uh, that was a sad passing. We, we miss him a lot. He, he's one of those guys who would call you at 11 p.m. and then uh, we would talk till five in the morning or something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He and I had some really interesting conversations. Um, 
and uh, but but quite a unique individual. I've never known somebody to be as passionate about the things he was passionate about, but yet I think the right word to use is is uh, graceful and forgiving if somebody didn't agree with him. Um, and uh, you, you knew that that there was a uh, you didn't cross a line of how he felt about you personally if you if you believed or thought something differently. He'd get you onto his side eventually, but he'd do it with grace. Oh yeah, and he had his ways. He. he he would he called my wife to get me hired as a racker. <laughs> so, <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah. Uh, so so that's so Rob was the one who brought you in to, and convinced you. Although apparently yeah. it sounds like he convinced your wife. Yeah, that's the way the work the world works, isn't it? <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about, Robert. I don't know what you're talking about. Well, hey, when you were with us over at Rackspace, you helped tell the story of what 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 Rackspace was up to at the time. You had you had yeah. been doing that, of course, as you came out of Microsoft. Um, but as you left us, uh, you were really captivated by what was happening in the ARVR space. Yeah. And uh, and now we find a lot of your conversations are centric in and around AI. Not that you have uh, don't talk about other things, of course. Well, I still talk about AR a lot. A it's whole lot. Just it's just um, AI is the hot hot thing this summer. Right? It, it, is, it is the flavor of the of the year, isn't it? We came back from. I keep saying we came. We woke up after New Year's Eve on on January second, and all of a sudden, nope, everybody could spell Chat GPT. Yeah, it, it, in reality, it, AI is going to be driving the augmented reality. We just need the augmented reality glasses to get a lot smaller than they are, yeah. and we're still a few years away. So. Yeah, physics uh, is I mean, still we are getting the Vision Pro, but the Vision Pro is a device you're not going to wear outside. You know, it's going to be uh, for developers or for somebody who really is willing to put up with a lot of pain. Because <laughs> after about an hour, I hear it gets a little heavy. It gets so a little heavy. Well, it's, it's, I think that's that one device, if you believe what everybody says, that, that, that reveals the art of the possible and hopefully inspires others to greater innovation so that... They, they do get smaller and there are ways At least to deal the with 2D that. screens are going to be badass in it, I hear. So you can actually work. You know? but, uh, <laughs> yeah, I really I wanted to with, with my the Quest and uh, to, to be able to, to work in that function and have all the screens and all the things. But the resolution just wasn't there. And I didn't have the money for the, the fancier ones. Yeah, it's... Um... It'll come down in price. Uh, when we get to glasses, uh, the people who make the, the waveguides, the optics for the glasses, say that it's actually cheaper to make a pair of glasses, at least in your, in your bomb cost, yeah. uh, than to make a phone. And so yeah. they will start up expensive because uh, this industry spent so much in R&D. Apple alone has spent around $40, 40 billion, billion yeah. in building these, these devices. But... Um, you know, as the volumes start going up, so, you know, a decade from now, um, the price will start coming way down. And that's when the mainstream shows up. Well, and that becomes an interesting collision point, too, when we think about something that's truly wearable and truly um, transparent to the, to the, to the wearer. Uh, to, and, and where we yeah. might be from a technology point of view. I mean, think, I mean, right now, you know, we're talking about the end of the year, beginning of next, where a GPT type experience runs natively on our mobile. Yeah. About, Did you see the, the Cere Cerebus that has um, a new LLM that runs on phones that I really? was reading last night? And this is magic, right? Because it crunches down, 
you know, it compresses a lot of human knowledge into that LLM, that large language model, and right. it runs without being connected. So you could be on your phone talking to your AI, even out in Yosemite or Yellowstone where there's no connectivity. Assuming and still, you have, and still have your personal assistant there explaining, you know, yeah, or whatever you want, right? Yeah. You could be talking to it about, you know, what to do in the backcountry in Yosemite and probably would know something. <laughs> probably would know something. Uh, who knows how much power it's going to consume. Uh, but, but it really does bring that, that art of, yeah, it's the second time I've used the phrase, art of the possible. When we think about, about if that, those large language models with that amount of power and capability can exist natively in a mobile device, yeah. you know, what could it do about arranging my day, about communicating with the emails that are coming in, engaging with the world even while I'm sleeping? Or even saving your friend's life, right? If you're in the back country and you have, you know, your friend has a heart attack, what do you do? Yeah. Oh, look, let's look, look it up and it'll yeah. tell you. By tell the way, LLMs do. tell you that kind of thing. Like, you know, how do you do CPR? It'll tell you step by step what to do, right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, Robert, what are you up to these days? What, what fills your time? Oh, you know, as you, as you've, as, as you've transitioned away from Rackspace years ago and gone off to other bigger and greater things. Other right? than my addiction to Twitter, <laughs> <laughs> which or, is now, I guess, X. X. <laughs> everything is X. Yeah. Everything. Elon, man, he gets in there and just changes everything up and, uh, oh. gotta love him or hate him for it. Um, but yeah, that, that I, is the magic of Elon love or hate. I'm following 70,000 people in the AI space on, on X and yeah. I'm following about 6,000 over on threads. So we could talk about social network. Yeah. <laughs> I did write a book about that a long time ago. Right. Yeah. Um, but uh, um, yeah, I'm talking to a lot of AI people and watching that space real closely and yeah. trying to make sense of of it and then um working with irena to write uh papers about what's coming and we we've written i think seven papers so far that are about 50 pages that talk about things like the new siri or whatever yeah. um and i'm about to start up a new show that in fact you're the first one to see my new setup here we nice. painted the walls and got it all set up to look Very pretty nice so i'm getting ready for a new show that's gonna be about AI and AR. This episode of Cloud Talk is sponsored by Cisco App Dynamics. Technical environments are getting more complex, and Cisco App Dynamics is helping to cut through the noise. Their full stack observability solutions help make every tech decision a business decision and keep everyone all on the same page. App Dynamics software enables deeper understanding of both user and application behavior so that your teams can see share and take action all in real time. Just go to appdynamics.com to learn more, schedule a live demo, or even start a 15-day free trial to see the difference for yourself that Cisco App Dynamics can make in your mission-critical applications. All right. With that, let's get back to the program. Cool. Well, let's, let's talk a little deeper around the AI stuff. You know, there's a lot of, yeah. you know, there's so many angles you could take on it. Um, in fact, you posted yesterday, reposted a, a link to a new Apple uh, patent. When we think about AI and it's, and it's this, I think where things get really interesting is that collision between yeah. the organic and the, and the silicon. And uh, it was about their patent around a new interface that they, they are patenting for. They, they designed it into an earbud of how electronics might be that human to brain in, in interface. What are your thoughts about that? Well, we're clearly heading that way. In fact, um, 
Uh, I won't get it, but I have a device over here from a company called NextMind that yeah. puts a series of sensors on the back of your head where your brain does the visual processing. So by reading the back, the electrical signals coming off the back of your head, the AI can figure out some things that you're looking at. Right. Right. Just from outside your head. And you, we're not talking about Neuralink putting the wires on the brain. Yeah. But so you're starting to see devices like this come along. I just don't I don't like wearing it. Um, yeah. It's not very comfortable because it has to press the uh, sensors against your skin to even have an attempt to pick up what what's coming off the, the brain in the back. Um but there's other devices coming. Uh, Zuckerberg has an armband where you can just, just by barely thinking about shooting somebody, you can shoot somebody, right? Because it picks just a little twitch up from your electrical signals yeah. and can pick up things like that and add an extra arm to your games or something like mm. that, right? Because uh, you can control that extra arm differently than you control this arm, right? So yeah. Very interesting. And that, of course, you know, that, of course, being the, the, the bleeding edge of, of what's happening in the space. But let's talk about it maybe from, a, from an enterprise, from a business point of view. You know, where do you think, even today, that companies should be utilizing AI to, to create an advantage? And meaning um, an advantage could be defined as uh, getting a product to market faster, having an edge up against a competitor, whatever that might be. How could they be doing more if they were using AI effectively today? Oh, um... Well, it's, uh, you know, when I talked to Volkswagen, they digitized their entire factory floor. They made yeah. a digital twin of that, right? Yeah. And now they did that partly to do training, but partly to be able to reorganize the factory virtually and try yeah. it out before they get on the real factory floor and change a billion dollars worth of stuff, right? Right. <laughs> Impact delivery times, yeah. It's hard to do that while you're actually running the factory, <laughs> So, but you can start thinking about, oh, what are you going to do with that data in the future? Particularly if you're able to watch three, the workers work with yeah. 3D sensors. What kinds of patterns could the could the factory be taught to see, right? And there's a lot coming. Um, I, you know, let's go through, through just the basics, right? Yeah. If you haven't used ChatGPT or something like it, a large language model that you've made yourself, you might not be aware how how good it is, how really right? good it is, and how bad it is. It's <laughs> it's a it's sort of a, it messes with your head because it's really really amazing, but then it'll you know it'll say something there. Yeah, you know, and so you you're right. You, your your people who need to communicate with each other are instantly improved, right? Yeah. Particularly, I mean, I communicate with people at a fairly high level with writing books and blog posts and doing that for my entire career. Yeah. Most people don't write that well, right? So yeah. an LLM comes along and they can talk to it and say, hey, I need an email. I need to, uh, you know, do this and that and this and the email and it'll write it for you. And it's like, wow, that really does bring everybody's communication level up. So just right. train your workers to use it, you know, right. and, and figure out how to make it possible for them to use it. A lot of business people are really freaked out by this, they are. right? Because if you're copying a spreadsheet into a chat GPT from your business, 
it's really cool <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> <laughs> because now you can talk to chat gpd about your spreadsheet you know hey can you do, tell me just make sure your company approved you know don't don't make it you know your quarterly report um well this where i'm going you just give all of your intellectual property over to chat gpt potentially now they say oh we don't do that with that we don't ingest it or use it right. for training purposes but uh if you're coming in through the web interface no the, the terms of service is that clear it's like yeah you're being ripped off if yeah, you're yeah. using the api they're pretty clear no we don't ingest off the api but most yeah. people you know, who are working, you know, at a job Most humans, somewhere. Yeah. Uh, information workers are not connecting a spreadsheet via an API. It's copy no. paste. <laughs> so you got to be uh, aware that, that there's rules. This is why uh, a lot of the bleeding edge business people are starting to build or buy their own large language models that yeah. they're going to run inside a firewall inside your business isn't that interesting and you're going to give the spreadsheet to that because that can be controlled and it won't uh upload the intellectual property to like chat gpt so right. a lot of businesses are saying don't use it at all right now until right. they get this approach uh, up and running so that you can use their own private llm and there's a lot of reasons to do that too because you can mm -hmm. ingest your data like hook it up to your data lake, ingest your data, and start doing fine training on these large language on models. On your business, which, yeah. Which means you can talk to your own business, right? And have it create, you know, things or uh, tell you things about your business that ChatGPT couldn't answer. So That's there's right. a whole new world coming that, that, uh, IT people inside businesses who are going to buy these systems or implement this, these systems or build their own teams to build these systems have to be aware of and have to evaluate now and figure out. So right now, a lot of businesses are like, uh, shut it down. Yeah, because we don't want somebody copying a spreadsheet or, or hooking it up to a data lake and all of a sudden all of our data is all the data goes you know, into there. We're also, you know, we're, we see a lot of companies worried about programmers using it. And then that maybe is code that they're working for another company or that they want to retain the intellectual property for, you know, who that, that starts to become a sticky situation. We're actually helping a fair amount of a bunch of companies right now. We have this new offering at Rackspace. We call it a foundry, the foundry for AI. And it's helping them build out in a, in a, in a pretty aggressive fashion time-wise you know these unique situations for them to use generative ai in their business for their business just like what you're talking about behind firewall in some cases in some cases private instances and you know cognitive services in azure or other other um, hyperscalers as well so yeah. we see we actually see this as a massive opportunity where we're going to see people flooding back into and buying hardware again where maybe they weren't before and they were using yeah. using public cloud so these large language models, uh, they're machines with trillions of knobs, right? Yes. <laughs> and if you turn yeah, the knobs, one of the knobs the right way, it spits out an answer or something, right? You know, it's really cool. But it's really complex, too. The bleeding edge people, like if you go to Stanford's AI group, they're yeah. now uh, chaining large language models together to do various tasks. For instance, they had one spitting out one side of a debate, have, had another one spitting out the second side of a debate, and then had a third one judging the two on, no way. Who won? on who was winning the debate, right? And they're doing that to try to figure out um, how to remove the error problem 
right? Because yeah. these LLMs are hallucinating or fabulating right. errors. In an Austin restaurant, I asked it, what, what should I eat at this restaurant? And it told me, it gave me six things, but two weren't even on the menu. Were weren't even on the menu. Right. So you got to be uh, aware that it causes errors and you have to build systems to get rid of the errors right to validate right. theirs right. and there's lots of th work going on there so i think over the next year you're going to see a lot of work to get rid of these errors and or uh, validate the, the answers and or show where the answer came from those kinds right. of things which chat gpt isn't really good at yet no but i find that it is over on the bing side of the house so actually when i was when i when i wrote the, the title and description for 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 this event i used the bing uh, chat features and it does cite where it gets all of its data and you can even ask it where did the stuff come from uh, and it's putting the citations in it and uh, and that's one of the reasons I enjoy I use that 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 specific model for things like this is because it is current on on what's happening so it was it went out and grabbed your information from LinkedIn it went out and grabbed some of the, your other content and used that then in formulating the description that we then had a conversation about to refine it better but that's ultimately how we got where we were here and that goes back to your point Robert of of, of folks really should just start using it personally to do their non IP specific stuff I was creating things to be used on the internet so what would it's a perfect scenario for it. Yeah. Um, because it right shows you. Post based on this conversation, by the way, this is really crazy. You could take, uh, you know, an hour from now, you could take the video or audio from this conversation, yeah. stick it into chat GPT through Whisper's API. Um, and once it's in, then you can talk to it. <laughs> you can say, can you write me a tweet based on this conversation that Jeff and Robert just had? Or can you write a blog post or, or whatever you want, right? Yeah. It's crazy. Well, I think I'll have to do that and then write a blog post about writing the blog post through, through, through AI. <laughs> Which gets down to what it does well is, you know, some things it is more accurate at, some things are it's less accurate at, right? Yeah. Listening is one of the things that seems to be really accurate. Uh, a psychiatrist I know um, uh, at a company called the Palo Alto Clinic, yeah. um, she had worked with an entrepreneur at Palo Alto Clinic to build a listening system. So it listened to a therapy session I had with her. I saw and you both then yes. As it was going along, it was uh, writing highly scientific notes, seven different kinds of notes. So the, each note had a whole prompt that it gave the engine to teach it what to do with the transcript it got. And um, it it wrote down, oh, Robert Scoble has PTSD because of this, and you know, and he has this thing and this thing, right? And and it just uh, was amazing. In half an hour, it found a lot of my mental illnesses, right? <laughs> and laid them out, and I posted the the uh, uh, notes on Twitter. You should read, yeah, yeah. But, but this is something that uh, AI does really, really well. In fact. Um, uh, on the OpenAI ChatGPT iPhone app, uh, yeah. it, it, in the prompt area, there's a little icon that lets you turn on the microphone and talk to it. That's using Whisper's API. Oh, really? You can turn that on. This is a fun bar trick to do. You can turn that on in an extremely noisy environment like a factory floor yeah. or a bar <laughs> where there's a lot of noise and music and people, right? Right hold the microphone two feet away from your mouth, it still understands you. 
That's 100%, right? And it writes a transcript. Once you send up a transcript of a couple minutes of you talking about some technology or, or some issue, yeah, then it'll start answering you back. It's really crazy, like having a conversation with you, like, oh, it sounds like you uh, two blokes are having a fun conversation this morning about AI. Um, you know, did you consider this or that? <laughs> you should have asked Robert this question. Robert should have said this when you asked him that question. Yes. That's that's when it turns freaky. When you're starting to have a conversation with an AI and it's like a human and you're like, wow. Yeah, right. Yeah. You know, and I know uh, uh, people who are trying to use this large language model listening on factory floors in machines because right. it it can hear patterns humans can't hear. <laughs> yeah. Well, and, and we, we helped a company, a mining company. Like is the out. machine breaking? <laughs> yes. Well, we, we helped a mining company do that with uh, one of these, I mean, these, these gargantuan um, machines that if they break, you know, millions of dollars are lost on a daily basis. And, and we put sensors in there that would, that just sense the, the hum of the motor, the, the, all the things. And when it started to send something out, it could tell what it was, ordered the part, scheduled the maintenance and, uh, and somebody shows up to fix the thing. And why are you here? Oh, because the thing it's going to break. Yeah. All right, hold on. Let's take a quick break from the program. You see, if you've been keeping up with the news this year, well, you've probably heard everyone buzzing about AI. Well, guess what? You can achieve AI success through our transformative process of ideate, innovate, and industrialize. Well, get ready to revolutionize your business with FAIR, the foundry for AI by Rackspace. At FAIR, we're on a mission to accelerate the responsible and sustainable adoption of generative AI solutions across industries. In just three weeks, our ID8 workshop will empower you to harness the raw power of generative AI. Imagine skyrocketing productivity, driving efficiency, and delivering unforgettable customer experiences. This is your chance to take the first steps in exploring the untapped potential of generative AI for your organization. In this workshop, our team of experts will meticulously evaluate the intended and unintended consequences of integrating generative AI into your operations. We'll ensure your data quality and integrity are top-notch and will guide you in embedding your company's values, fairness, and governance into your generative AI solutions. Through a series of short sprints, we'll identify the most relevant and impactful generative AI solutions tailored specifically for your business. And by the end of the workshop, you'll have a crystal clear understanding of how generative AI can revolutionize your organization and how your business goals can be supercharged by AI. So what are you waiting for? Visit us at fair.rackspace.com to learn more and secure your spot in our generative AI ideation workshop fair driving innovation excellence and unparalleled success in the thrilling world of generative ai my uh i just had uh some freon put in my ac unit my hvac unit and yeah. it's coming on fewer times this summer than it did last because it's more efficient right yeah. <laughs> it's like Oh, maybe we should have a computer watching that, right? Yeah. And should. AI is that kind of thing. That's where I would go for AI. You know, hey, watch this pattern and see if something has changed. Yeah. 
Yeah. Or see if something's changed compared to everybody else's machines, right? Yeah. Well, all right. Well, Susan is teeing me up here. Uh, we're getting to the top. We're at the top of the hour, end of our time, Robert. But uh, obviously, this isn't uh, this isn't the last we'll hear from you. And you you are are quite vocal out in the world about all this stuff. So where do people find you? Where 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 are the good places? Twitter is still the best. I, I I'm on Threads. Do uh, I'm on LinkedIn and. Facebook, but Twitter is where I can watch 70,000 people or X <laughs> is yeah. where I can watch 70,000 people for the moment and retweet them. And yeah. that's a big part of what I do. So uh, right now, X or whatever they used to call Twitter. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, and I've been trying to keep up with some of the names that have gone by, but folks that you would have remembered, Shaggy's in here. Uh, you may remember him from, from Rackspace. I do. Uh, saying Love. nice things so uh people can find you there uh thank you daniel for posting at scobalizer well robert thank you so much for being a part of this i'm gonna bend your arm to come in and do a longer form podcast uh coming up so folks make sure you subscribe to the podcast as well so that you can hear that conversation robert have an amazing day the studio looks fantastic when can we when can we expect to see your show soon soon <laughs> probably okay. next week or so, <laughs> so. Uh, and uh, on on x twitter twitter x yeah, that's where it'll be for now yeah okay. unless somebody convinces me to go somewhere else uh, and they haven't yet <laughs> <laughs> no it's more about having this conversation with a lot of people and you know twitter can be uh, uh filtered threads it's fun, but it's very noisy because there's no way to filter out cat photos, <laughs> you know, which I love yeah. cats, but I don't want to see them. You don't need that many of them. When I'm looking yeah. for AI people, right? That's right. That's right. Well, Robert, thank you so much for being on the program. Uh, so good to see you. I really uh, have missed uh, getting to, to spend time with you. So thank you so much for being here today. Everyone, um, you'll be able to follow this, uh, see it on YouTube, of course. It's on LinkedIn. Uh, the audio of this will be available on uh, on the podcast stream as well. And I'm going to go shove the audio to this in through Whisper into ChatGPT and see what good goodness we can get it to create for us, Robert. It'll write your titles. <laughs> will okay, it write them well? Story. That's another question. But you know, so I already told them. you. One of my favorite things to do with it, this is this is a complete aside, is to then have it do this stuff in a different voice. So I was working on one for I mentioned I got this podcast coming out about private cloud. And so it came up with a bunch of titles and I like to say, give me five of them, order them by this, change it by this. And then I said, now write them in the voice of Seinfeld. And my favorite one, of course, was what's the deal with private cloud? Nailed it. It's a lot of fun. It's endless Nailed fun it. for a weekend, you know, playing with know. the AIs. <laughs> All right, everybody. Have a great day, Robert. Uh, now that you're up and going, go have breakfast. Great to see you. And uh, folks, we hope you have a great day. We'll be back here next week with another episode of Cloud Talk Live. Thank you so much. Now here at Cloud Talk, we strive to help decode the ever-changing world of technology to help you apply it to your business so that hopefully you'll have one more tool in your arsenal to help improve your business and those around you. Now, this was a live event, which happens almost every Tuesday and Thursday at 8.30 a.m. Central Time on the Rackspace LinkedIn, YouTube, and Twitter accounts. Be sure to watch us there and join the conversation live with us. Now, if you haven't already subscribed, I'd encourage you to do so and maybe even give us one of those five-star reviews. These episodes can be found anywhere podcasts are found. Until next time, I'm Jeff DeVerter for Cloud Talk and Cloud Talk Live.